Welcome to Manager Tools. How to respond to a request for a raise, part two. Here we go. In my experience, most of us fear losing our directs to an offer for more money. It happens, right? Right. Some people do leave for an opportunity, which they would describe as the exact same job for more money. That happens, but not as often as we'd think. Yeah, this is a case where people are fearful of something, and it's because they haven't done something else, and they want to know how to solve the symptom and, and not the problem. And look, the point we're making here, compensation isn't a primary retention tool. If you're being asked to give somebody more money and you believe you have to do that to save them, then we're not saying you can't, but we're saying you're going to be in a vicious cycle. Some people do leave companies for an opportunity that they, des- they would describe as you know the exact same job for more money. That does happen. It's not as common as people think, but nevertheless, look, we have to be careful about building our managerial approach and our processes around our fears. Most organizations, as an example, don't say, oh, we fear losing this customer, so no matter what discount they ask for, we'll give it to them. Companies don't do that. And frankly, the best companies defend their pricing rather than simply immediately roll over on it. Plenty of us as managers have hired someone because we had an open rack to hire and we feared there was going to be overload of work on everybody, only then to create the bigger problem later of a problem employee. And obviously, we're not going to do that again. We all know that's the worst thing to do. That's a bad hiring decision for the wrong reason, okay? But when it comes to retention, effective managers know that retention isn't what happens at the last minute, but you keep people because of the process of building relationships and trust and development. We're not saying money doesn't matter, but money matters as a necessity. It's what HR people would call a hygiene factor to some degree, and it is not the most important competitive advantage. It just isn't. By the way, guys, since we're talking about compensation and we're talking about potentially somebody leaving and talking about, you know, I I think I have another offer. If the person's raise request includes an implication or a statement of a competing offer, we have guidance on that called never counter offer. Now, look, we recognize the approach we're suggesting creates risks for you. Okay, If you haven't built a solid relationship, if you're not professionally talking about performance with your directs, if you're not talking about development, if you haven't built trust, a raise is a substitute form of communication of, good job, I want you to stay, I value you. The problem, of course, is now you've made that the currency of the relationship. And if they ever feel out of sorts, they're going to come back to you for another raise. The problem with a raise is, um, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie, you're going to start saying, this is the way I understand I have to keep you. And if you get another offer, if you sniff that something's different, regardless of how hard I'm working on the intangibles, you're aware now that this is a known, possible, useful technique to get what you want. And as a manager... Our first responsibility 
is to the organization. And if our salary structure for our team is notably higher than some other team, which performs at the same level as us, that's bad for us. HR knows it. Senior people know it. And they know we're probably not doing our job and then essentially expecting the company to make up for it. But look, for some of you guys, you can't, and I put can't in quotes there, you can't do what we recommend because you haven't built those other managerial habits. And so therefore, pay, you know, salary increases are the only bullet in your gun. Yeah. And so you'll have to stay in that downward cycle of giving money based on who asks, based on the principle that we should work at forestalling departures at the last minute rather than building relationships and trusting that keeping people is different from not losing them. So the point here, guys, is, is not to say that's the reason we're saying no, we want you to lose, pe lose people, but rather we're talking about a problem that will happen a lot less if you engage in one-on-ones and feedback, coaching, delegation, and so on, um, and all of our other guidance, and yet we still know this does happen. And the answer we've come up with works whether you're doing what we recommend or not. So it's just a situation where preventing loss is not the same thing as motivating retention. In the same way that avoiding failure is not the same thing as seeking success. Right. Well, I'm glad you mentioned one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, delegation, other you know tools in the manager tools. Trinity as kind of the foundation so you don't get in the situation where money is the only weapon you have. Otherwise, if you're a new listener, you might wonder, <laughs> okay, I can't do this. What what do I do? So, we folks, we have plenty of guidance on how to avoid this problem. Yeah, I, I would say that part of the underlying theme of this cast, Mike, um, is that you don't want to be the top salary person. We recommend one of the underlying thoughts in being a manager is I'm not going to pay what everybody asks for because that puts me between them and the company. I'm going to do my best. We're going to pay fairly. I'm going to assume that all the people that know what they're doing about compensation at our company are right. Yes, that goes against what your friends say and so on and nobody pays good here and blah, blah, blah. And I heard a story about a guy who makes three times this and blah, blah, blah. But as a manager, you're going to have to make a choice. We recommend you side with, I'm not going to pay top dollar. I'm going to bust my tail to save the company money and work on my relationship. And if somebody comes to me and wants top dollar, I have to accept that I'll likely lose them if they, in fact, want it, as opposed to just being bluffing. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because this is no different than any other company or any other financial arrangement between consumers and yeah. and providers, right? Um you know, the best companies in the world, they don't want to compete on being the lowest price or similar to paying the highest price for, for uh, employees, right? They want to, they want to compete on brand or uh, innovation or quality, or quality, but something other than the lowest price. It's not a terribly effective way to compete or it's a very hard way to compete, put it that way. Yep. Okay. So our next point. Explain the salary administration process. That's surprising because all employees know exactly how the salary administration process works. <laughs> and, and what they know is is usually absolutely 100% right. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a bit no. like looking at a modern laptop 
and saying, because I understand how to type it uh, on it, I understand everything that's going on behind the scenes, right? It's just the company has to pay me money. I want more. It's as simple as that. Well, no. And they can afford it. They have plenty of money. Yeah, they got plenty of money. And, and the process is really simple. But, you know, the manager just says, uh, I got to pay John uh, $10,000 more a, a year, and yeah. that's a done deal. Done deal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, guys, to be clear, most individual contributors, even some managers, don't understand that there really is a system for salary administration at any company that's medium to large. Many raise requests that managers get are accompanied by, even generated by, a mistaken assumption that since you as the manager give the salary increases annually, then you're the one that controls their salary. And so that leads to directs having a false expectation about what you can say and what you will say regarding their request for a raise. So part of our job in this situation becomes education because if you're going to say no, you just want you just don't want to say, well, no, sorry, I just don't do that. If you want to get more money, go somewhere else. We're not trying to be rude. So we want to make a case in the same way that we're going to make the direct makes a case, make the direct make a case that there's something going on and you need to understand it that justifies why I might end up saying no, why I've initially said no, said no and why I'm going to con I may continue to do so depending upon the situation. And because we're not the only adjudicator of the decision to change somebody's salary, we get to reduce our risk by explaining the entire process. Now, you only get to do this once with each of your directs it's still better than not doing it at all or heaven forbid assuming that when you tell one person everybody else is going to learn it because the one thing i've learned about salary and i'm sorry to say this i know it sounds like cynicism but the one thing i know when people talk about their salary is they inflate it and therefore when people talk about the experience they had going to their boss to get a raise they lie i routinely say that managers invented the lie about hr that you can't fire anybody around here. Managers don't do anything for six months about a bad employee. They, they steam. They're frustrated. They don't talk to them. They don't hold them accountable. They don't ask to help them improve. They don't do anything. They don't engage. And then they finally go to HR and, and, and because there was an incident. And they say, I've, I've had it enough. I want to fire this person. And HR says, you, you can't do that. Well, that's what the manager hears. And so he doesn't want to have done the six months worth of hard work in order to keep the company legally safe in the event there's a wrongful termination suit. And so he goes back, doesn't want to do the hard work, and says, you can't fire anybody around here. Well, yeah, you can. You have to do the hard work in advance. You can't just blow up and go to HR. Yeah, we, if, if managers did their job, maybe we wouldn't need HR as much as we do. And, and thank God for HR, because they prevent a lot of managers from doing stupid stuff. Yeah, so this is the exact same thing, where you want to be the person who's educating them. Um, because again, people get told no and go back and, and complain, or they don't understand what's going on, and then they blame the manager, just like we blame HR. And that's not accurate. So help your cause by explaining how salary works. Now, look, we're going to give you an example of how it might sound. To be clear, I'm sure you all know, everybody's every organization's salary administration process is different. But there are some widespread similarities. Um, we're going to give you a generic overview here, which you can supplement and change based on 
how much you can learn about your organization's process. For most of us in larger organizations, you're probably ignorant of the resources that actually are available to help you explain things to your directs. Don't assume they're not there. Poke around the internet, the internal company net about resources for managers. Ask a friend in HR. Ask a friend in benefits before you complain about not knowing anything. And, you know, as an aside, I, I was recently at one of our clients at Genentech, um, San Francisco. And before I started, I got to observe a small portion of one of the most impressive salary administration discussions I've ever seen. There was somebody from compensation briefing a bunch of field managers about what was going on and where they were in the process of annual reviews and what salary looked like. And they really went through and explained, this is how we administer salary. Here's how we get benchmarks. Here's how we figure out what the percentage raises might be. Here's how we consider performance bonuses and so on at the end of the year, the math and so on. The level of effort that Genentech went to handle the compensation discussion was impressive. And then what I was seeing was them working really hard to help the managers know what was going on behind the scenes, the what, the why, the how, so that the managers would be able to share that and feel more confident about what they actually had to communicate to their directs. You know, the classic example is the company didn't have a great year, but an individual did. And so because the company's salary administration bucket was 2%, and the manager is somebody who is too worried about not giving someone any raise. He ladles his raise across everyone. And an individual has a great year, but he only gets 2.8% raise. And he's like, gee whiz, that doesn't seem right. Now, you might say, well, how is the economy? Well, in some cases, some organizations, some companies are counter-cyclical. So the economy is doing very well which the individual person knows about, but the company's not. And so he's like, wow, the economy grew by 5% last year, and I was the best performer on the team. I know it. My boss told me that a couple times, and I get a 2.8% raise. What is that all about? And what I saw was something really impressive, helping the managers feel that behind the scenes, there was a lot going on that made them feel like they weren't on an island between the massive landmass of the company and the massive demands of the individual. Dude, that story genetic is is impressive because my experience is, you know, that's not the kind of compensation discussion that happens very often. Right, Most it does. Managers are really yeah. pretty bl blind to the process. They're blind to the process and they feel blind. And the company, many companies, don't do enough to help them. They they do the behind the scenes work, right? But what I was seeing was, if you'll pardon me, the tip of the spear for the managers, and they were just eating it up. Yeah. So the only thing that surprised me about that is Genentech's a pretty successful company. 2% sound like a pretty pretty low number. Oh, no, no, no. The 2% that I mentioned was not related to Genentech. I didn't see the number stuff. They were oh, smart. Okay. I should have been sitting in. That, that was a generic. Right? It was, yeah, it was a generic. Okay. That was just a generic example. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Well, I, yeah. pretty, I didn't see. Yeah, company. obviously, they weren't sharing numbers with me. Okay. All right. Good. That's not why I was there. <laughs> okay. So look, guys, um, let me give you an example of how it might sound to explain the salary administration process. So look, as part of the first step, let me explain how salary works here. 
an ask for a raise is a simple thing to you, but the response to it is way more complicated than I realized when I was an individual contributor. First, and you probably know this, but still, I don't get to decide your compensation. All I do is make recommendations or make a case. Someone else decides. And you shouldn't assume that my boss decides alone either, although she definitely has more sway than I do. We both make recommendations, she and I, but the finance compensation HR person is the one who ultimately decides or they have a great deal more input than most people think a staff person would in many situations. The reason for that is that compensation costs are the single largest cost of our company and of most organizations. They typically are as much as 50% of the cost. One cost, that's 50%. By definition, if only one cost is 50% of the uh, total cost of the organization, all the others are smaller than that. Okay, Lots of small changes, unbeknownst to the managers, could lead to big differences in corporate financial performance. And maybe even more important than that, any salary change this year affects every future year of the costs to the firm. A higher salary this year means a higher salary forever, essentially. It means that next year's percentage increase is based on a higher base. It also means a higher base calculation for anyone's benefits. And those costs, those calculations, play a big role in the organization's planning for future costs and for profitability. The moment you start planning costs, you're essentially trying to figure out what profitability is because the executives of the firm are trying to figure out how much profit they're going to have to invest in new products, new services, so on. Okay. Another way to say all that is that companies think of salary administration as having the potential for being the most dangerous form of death by a thousand cuts. Any single one of those requests may make sense except that if everybody get paid what they thought they were worth, the company, no company would be profitable. Okay, Not saying people are greedy, I, I just think we all don't understand. So, big picture, it's much more centralized than it appears to you and I day to day. What's more, behind the scenes, our organization is doing all kinds of things to make sure that compensation is appropriate from an industry and a competitive perspective. They're looking at our competitors. Uh, they're looking at the economy. If you don't know it, there's an entire industry of companies that benchmark salary, anonymize it, and then share it with people within industries and across the economy. They're looking at the economy. They're looking at the cost of different benefits. They even looked at the cost of energy because that affects the company and it can be highly volatile and it can suppress profits really quickly and therefore lead to less available funds for salary increases next year. They're looking at estimates of our new product pipeline and best estimates of future sales. They're looking at the stock price. Dude, they're looking at a thousand variables. All of that is designed to help simplify, believe it or not, the decision-making process around next year's salaries. So that means the people who get involved in your raise request this year are actually busy now thinking about next year. And they don't think the same way you and I do about changes to this year's compensation. I mean, I know this sounds really kind of inside baseball, but 
To have to answer our questions about changes in your salary or my salary means administering salary for this year, which they tend to think of already have, having been done last year. Okay. Now, look, in addition, what that means is requests for raises are happening outside of the very robust corporate process for compensation, which at corporate level is done in advance. Because there need to be decisions available to managers when we tell you how much raise you get next year. And generally, if there's a robust process and the company feels it's doing its level best to pay fairly, requests outside of the process, you know, there tends to be an eyebrow raised. I'm not saying people haven't earned it. There are people who earn it and never ask, of course, as you might imagine. Um, but it just means you're asking somebody to all of a sudden be left-handed for a minute. Right. So here's how it works, basically. I have to go to my boss with your request. If I just go with the request, hey, Sarah wants a raise. Dude, it's an automatic no. The reason for that is there's an expectation that your present pay is a fair exchange for your work performance. And actually, it's really, it's more than an expectation. The company has decided that. Okay, And I know this sounds horrible, dude, but you've accepted it Okay, because you've been working for that pay. If we don't assume conceptually that your pay presently is a fair exchange for your work performance, as you might imagine, this system can break down pretty quickly. So... A change in one in your salary suggests a concomitant change in the other performance. That means a request or a justification, if you will, has to include some proof of performance change to match the compensation change. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So I take your request, your super request now, to the boss. Once that happens, the boss evaluates the performance versus the request. Certainly, I play a role there presenting your case. Then, if the performance justifies it, he goes to the compensation people and the budget people and asks for what amounts to a special circumstance. Sometimes it's built into his budget. Sometimes it's not. It's different year to year, manager to manager, economic projection to economic projection. Sometimes the last steps are only decided by a committee. Not kidding. Who literally look at all these factors against the direct documented performance. It probably sounds stupid, but one way to think of all this is us asking for a change, and this seems way harder. The company seems to be not aligned against it, but aligned in a different direction. But we'd want the same thing in return. If the company were to cut our salary, we'd want there to be a hell of a lot of work done to justify it. And if they requested we take a cut, we would assume we'd have time to assess the impact. So, part of my initial no is to prepare you for the system's natural, reasonable response, which is no, but it's not a, a doctrinaire no. It's not a wave of the hand no. It could mean the opening of a discussion, but it's also to prepare you for the time involved and the need for supporting documentation. Basically, if all you have is a request, then all you get is a no. Now, to be clear, dude, if we can show that you have earned more pay, I'm on your side. If we can't, though, I'm not going to mislead you. I'm obligated to say no for the company. 
And if that happens, then it's my job to consider that you think there's a dichotomy here and work with you in the future to put together a package of performance and persuasion that lifts your compensation to where you think it's worthy of being. That sounds exactly what every manager I've ever worked for has told me. Of course. That, that kind of detail. So Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why. Yeah. I, why would we even put in this cast out, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, look, folks, some of you are not naturally this detailed. I like doing this because, again, I see too many managers feeling, telling me that they feel between the individual contributor or their directs and the company. They don't feel that they're completely on the side of the company, in part because there's all kinds of staff people in all kinds of places that get away with sending them all kinds of emails saying, I want this report, I want that report, because some staff person's at a senior level and thinks that because they report to a VP, therefore they can speak for the VP. And the manager is really almost at the bottom of the hill and stuff, you know, crap rolls downhill. And, and it's unfair. And um, I want the manager to understand better that they're on the side of the company and I want you guys as managers to feel like you can say this stuff. You may not say all of it. You may not say it at this level of detail, but remember you represent the company and yes, there's risk of saying no, but the no can be justified. And by the way, for some of you, if a person who's a lower performer comes to you and says, I'd like a raise, you can, you can simply say no and say your performance doesn't justify it. It just, just doesn't. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I mean, I've been talking to you about your performance. Now, there you go. There we go again, suggesting that there's work been done in advance, right? Talking about performance and so on. You know, it occurs to me that, you know, if you're, if you're a manager and, and you understand this process, right? And certainly you, you have if you've done like you've, you've shared with us, uh, you've spoken with your direct about what the process looks like. There's a lot of work there. Right? I mean, <laughs> you got you to go convince your boss. Yeah. Perhaps you got to convince your boss's boss. Uh, maybe there's something that ends up in in front of the committee that, and so that assumes that there's some documentation involved in this process. And who's going to make that documentation? You, or, <laughs> right? is, or, or is there something we can ask our direct to do? Oh yeah, we've got to ask the direct to do it. Thanks everyone. We have one piece in the series to do. We'll do that next week. In the meantime. Have a great one. So long.